the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, Greg. Looks a little bit different outside today than yesterday. Nice blue sky out of our window. Maybe a little bit closer to baseball weather today than yesterday, thank goodness. But, uh, hey, we're inside here for the next couple hours. we got a show to do. It's the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Ticket Radio Network. Of course, in addition to the multiple places you can find us on your radio dial, we're streaming online at 953theticket.com. And you can also take us with you on your phone. Download the TuneIn app and search KNEA. And that's all you got to do. If you want to shout at us today, easy peasy 9303776 is the number. You can also interact with us on social media, facebook.com slash 953theticket and on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. You can use that hashtag WDRZ to find today's question. I am Kara Ritchie. I am joined in studio for hour number one by Keith Merritt. Good afternoon. Of course, producer Kate Carlton is here with us as well. Good afternoon. And in terms of uh, other voices you're going to hear on the show today, Butch Jones is going to join us today at 1230. Really excited for that. All of a sudden, uh, look, it's going to be spring eventually in northeast Arkansas. (laughs) Sooner or later. (laughs) And with the spring... Typically comes spring football, and that is starting up on the 13th, a.k.a. Sunday, for Arkansas State. So they're going to have three practices next week, uh, take a little time off for spring break, come back at the end of March, and then close out April and have that spring game uh, coming up later on in the the month of April. So we'll go over some of the the full schedule and news and notes on that. But obviously... um, there's, there's just a lot of questions around this team, from from personnel questions, coaching questions, just questions. I, I got questions. And we're going to have a chance to run like 10% of those questions by Butch Jones today <laughs> at 1230. Less. Maybe less. It's just going to be a 15-minute chat, absolute yeah. max. There's no, there's no, uh, not even close to enough time to get all those questions in there. But uh, we also have a football question for our com question that we'll tell you about here in just a second looking at news from yesterday it uh, I mean it was a late one last night it kind of looked miserable honestly last night at Tomlinson Stadium in Kelfield Arkansas State Baseball was able to battle the conditions unfortunately they were not able to overcome Southeast Missouri as Arkansas State lost in that game 14 to 6 we saw Will French and Ben Klutz drive in two apiece and we'll have more news and notes on that one coming up later. I cannot find the headlines that I normally email myself. But uh, you guys know, I think, everything that normally happens around sports. So uh, that's the big news. Also, uh, news from yesterday. Arkansas's J.D. Note, Jalen Williams, both listed, uh, or both made the Coaches All-SEC team and the AP All-SEC team. Uh, first teammates that are All-SEC uh, from the Coaches uh, for the first time since Corliss and Scotty did it back in 94 and 95. So it's been a minute. but it It's is, been a while. Yeah, Five years straight, though, that Arkansas has landed a player on the first team. Coaches All-SEC team. Uh, last night also, Grizzlies able to get a win. Uh, really just cruised to a win against <laughs> New Orleans. Man, they came out uh, with a head full of steam in that first quarter. It was a 44-point first quarter last night for the Grizzlies. 
And so uh, after that, not that they completely mailed it in, but they didn't have to do a lot of work on their way to a 132-111 win over the Pelicans. And uh, John Moran, of course, in that game, uh, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. You also had Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, adding 22 points apiece. So Grizzlies stay in that two spot in the West, and we can talk more about that uh, coming up later. Also should have mentioned A-State baseball back at it tonight. Uh, 6 o'clock, Southern Illinois is uh, when that game's going to happen right here on the Ticket Radio Network. And, of course, we'll talk some baseball with you later. But uh, since we've got Butch Jones set to join us at 1230, I thought we would just make it a full kind of football day. Again, it's uh, spring camp that's going to be starting up on Sunday and coming off just a two-win season. Look, I, I feel like it's fair to kind of question everything because you want to see everything get a little bit better. But with that being said, I want to know what is your biggest question surrounding Arkansas State football ahead of spring camp. And that's today's KavanaughCars.com question. Flashing back to last year, uh, I, we are all aware of the fact that it was not exactly a banner year for Arkansas State football. Uh, to refresh... It was a 2-10 record. It was a year where Arkansas State won the first game and then did not get another win until November the 13th. And there were some unpleasant outcomes in there. Uh, The game at Washington was unpleasant to watch. The games against Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State were unpleasant to watch. Memphis, nail-biter, Georgia State could have gone the Red Wolves' way. South uh, Louisiana, South Alabama, Texas State, you had opportunities to win there, but ultimately you did not. And so all in all, again, just two wins on the year. It comes off of a, not comes off of, comes off of a year where you missed, you know, a bowl opportunity the year before. So two years now that Arkansas State has not been bowling. But last year, I mean, you can, if you wanted to make an argument for it being, One of the worst years in football history, you certainly can because it's the only time Arkansas State has ever finished dead last in the Sun Belt standing. So a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do for the Red Wolves in 2022. And again, it's going to start on Sunday. Again, I'm going to we're going to throw like questions at the wall and see what sticks. But there's so many, there's almost not a a good starting point. Um, when you do go back and you look at, at what Arkansas State was able to do in, in their wins, honestly, you don't learn a ton. Because one of the reasons they were able to get wins over UCA and, and ULM, it's not because Arkansas State went out and played lights out in those games. It's because those, well, one is an FCS program. You're supposed to win that game all day, every day. And then two, ULM is just, uh, even though last year was a better year for them, that's been a program that's been in tough shape for a little bit. This is not the ULM that went out and had some uh, high-profile wins in, in like 2011 and, and tw- or excuse me, 2012. So you kind of expected to win that one. Those are the two wins you got, and trying to build off that is a little bit easier said than done. Um, this was a team that kind of went in two different directions throughout the course of the season. The first half, for the most part, the, the offense was okay. You were able to score some points. Uh, had you know that big performance against Memphis, put up a lot of points against Tulsa, against Georgia Southern. And then the second half of the season, some of those points were harder to come by. On the flip side, the defense was difficult to watch for the first half of the season. And you get to the latter half, and you could look up and down that defense and see where improvements had been, had, had been made. So I don't know what you take out of that. 
when you've got a season where your two key parts of your team are kind of going in, in different directions. So, again, every question it seems like we bring up spawns more questions. It ain't the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and Joe's, and knowing who the Jimmy's and Joe's are going to be, I think, is going to be key. And I think that's what they're going to use spring ball for, is to identify, okay, who are our players? Who are the people we can count on? Speaking of Jimmy's and Joe's, there is an updated online roster. So it is accurate as of, I guess, yesterday because Corey Rucker's name has been removed. <laughs> so, uh, okay. uh, of course, it has, you know, all of the, the signing class on it as well. Um, it has the 11 midseason newcomers on there as well. Although, of course, with a lot of those new faces, uh, they, don't, they don't all have numbers yet. So that'll still be a work in progress on down the line. So, uh, but other than that, as far as being able to go and, and look at astateredwolves.com and click on somebody's profile or, or whatnot, that's, that's all been updated. We'll look at some departures in a moment, but uh, let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline. Check in with Red Wolf Mark. What are you doing? Who, who won the baseball game yesterday? Not Arkansas State. Oh, man. I was wanting him to win that. Well, yeah. I was wanting him to make the same really, really bad. Real bad. Seymour's only lost one time this year. Dallas Baptist. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think Keith Merrick could have got out there and hit a big home run you against Seymour and won the whole thing. You haven't seen me swing a bat. I would love <laughs> yeah. to have seen you hit an eight-run homer. I don't think yeah. Actually, do it would have had to be nine. Eight just would have tied it. Nine, you would have had to hit a nine-run nine homer, run to, homer. to win it. Excuse mm-hmm. me. With two yeah. outs and two strikes. Mm-hmm. Kind of fantasize. Uh, you may as well go big. Yeah, I found out something Kay needed. He needs a good old barbecue sandwich, a jumbo barbecue, and demos, with french fries and baked beans and potato salad. That's what he needs. I mean, it doesn't okay. sound terrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad. Yeah. I honestly haven't had a barbecue yeah. sandwich in a while. I, it's either ribs or brisket. That's it. Yeah, hey, ribs is good, too. Brisket, oh. All right, we yeah. got two hours till lunch, buddy. We gotta yeah. we gotta change the subject. <laughs> uh, Cade might have ate, but I have not. I'm not. Right. I'm not talking about food for another ten minutes. I'm not going to be able to, to right. make it. Hey, Kara, you uh, want if you want to uh, just talk to Keith Merritt here by your here by your dinner later on. Oh yeah, yeah. Keith, you just got voluntold to yeah, buy my I, dinner. I what you getting me? Uh, what would you like? I'm, yeah, I'm all right. I went and got groceries yesterday. I'll be okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to let Kate buy my dinner one buy my dinner one day. Yeah, cool, Kate. You just got voluntold for that too. Nice. All right. Yeah, um, I'm going to say go to everybody in Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. Go Red Wolf baseball team. Go Red Wolf basketball team, and mm-hmm. go to all the high school teams. Mm-hmm. And go and go everybody in Jonesboro. Miss Lisa, Zach, every one of them. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you. Well, now that all I can think about is food, uh, we're going to hit pause and take a break. (laughs) Take a break and uh, continue this football conversation again. Uh, Phone lines open during the break at 930-3776. What is your biggest question surrounding Arkansas State football ahead of spring camp? Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We are the station that always has our howl on. 
Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. Thought Crack ticket. screen on your phone or tablet. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station, where all iPhone screens are repaired in 20 minutes and all accessories are buy one, get one free. Cell Phone Station near Fuji Steakhouse in Jonesboro. Call 870-203-0993. You money! Now that I have your attention, Planning and Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Planning and Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Planning and Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Planning and Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. While looking for a local shop for our team's uniform design, Unique Inc. was the first stop. Whitney and her team hit it out of the park with the design process, picking out jerseys, and that all important team merch for the kids. If you haven't tried Unique Ink yet for any of your custom design needs, you need to today. You will be impressed with their service, skills, and efficiency. When they say, you imagine, we create, they mean it. Come see me. I'm Whitney with Unique Ink. You imagine, we create. Unique Ink at 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard or call 203-9885. Unique Ink. Beard Auto Group is kicking off our trade-in and trade-up event going on now. Beard needs your trade. Beard will buy your trade even if you don't buy ours. Beard has Hundreds of Beard certified vehicles to choose from. Why not trade your old ride in for a new one and reset your warranty? Yes, that's right. All Beard pre-owned vehicles are inspected by our pro technicians with most vehicles still having factory warranty. Beard has a large selection of cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs available to choose from. Beard has national lenders with millions of dollars secured just for you. With interest rates as low as 3.9%. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no, no problem. problem. Don't waste your money on an old ride. Get a Beard certified vehicle today. Beard has 11 locations in Arkansas and Missouri for your convenience. Shop a Baird location near you or check out our low prices online at buybeard.com. Don't get a bad deal. Get a bad deal. Because why pay more? See them for details. Saving service great selection to Baird does it all for you. Swing drive to deep left. It's going, going. Another home run for 1812 Pizza Company. 1812 Pizza Company knocks it out of the park every time with a huge selection of the area's best pizzas, salads, and sandwiches, plus a great list of lunch specials. And there are a ton of ways to get it to your team. Dine-in, delivery, or drive through at their Race Street location. Or delivery, curbside pickup, or dine-in with members and guests at Hilltop. And you can order online at 1812pizzacompany.com. Send your crowd home happier than a walk-off homer with 1812 Pizza Company. When it comes to COVID-19, there are several things you can do to protect yourself, your friends and loved ones, and your community. Wear a mask, wash your hands often, and continue to social distance when you are near other people. If you test positive or are exposed to COVID-19, you can get free, detailed information on what you need to do in order to prevent spreading COVID-19 to those around you. Just go to healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. I'm gonna find them off. Alright, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara Keith Cade with your phone lines over to 9303776. Counting down the days. Until Arkansas State football kicks off spring da- camp, and uh, that number is at four. So ahead of that, we're going to check in with Butch Jones today at 1230. Our chat brought to you by our friends at Calmer Solutions. 
Uh, so that's our A-State Spotlight this week, and really excited to catch up with Co- Coach Jones. It's been a couple months, so uh, a lot of more questions than we have time to get to today when we talk to him, but that's all right. We'll just throw them around now. Again, uh, what's your biggest question surrounding A-State football ahead of spring camp? And, and that's today's KavanaughCars.com question. have a, a different A-State question to, to throw out there today is I think a lot of us are <laughs> trying to decipher if a tweet from Arkansas State men's basketball means any more than what it says or, or what. Uh, so at 10 o'clock this morning, A-State Men's Basketball, the official team account, puts out a tweet with a video, and it says, a final look back at our SBC quarterfinals matchup. Okay, great. Cool. The video. Yes. It's the second sentence that I think everybody is looking at now, and it says, quote, we appreciate your continued support and look forward to seeing you back in First National Bank Arena next season, end quote. What does it all mean, man? Does it mean that? The season is over, and they're not going to play in the CIT or the CBI. Does it mean that they're going to play at one of those tournaments, but it's the one at the neutral site, so they're not going to be back at First National Bank Arena? Does it mean that they're going to play in the other tournament, but they're going to be a road team in those games, so they're not going to be back at F&B Arena until next season? Man, what does it all mean? I'm reading too much into this. Way too much. Way too much. But... At the same time, it's just like, all right, well, how do you how do you put it out there like that if you don't want people to have questions? So, uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I haven't heard anything official uh, one way or, or the other in terms of if there's going to continue to be any more basketball this season for Arkansas State or not. I don't know if if they've hit a official decision on that or no, but I'm sure we'll we'll find out over the next few days. Again, uh, you go back to Saturday when uh, Arkansas State did lose to Georgia State in the Sunbelt quarterfinals. I, I, I feel like in his in his postgame, and I know we listened to this comment, I feel like Mike Milano said, you know, they'd be talking about it over the next 24 to 48 hours. So you want, have, have they made a decision? Are they still weighing some things? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, well, you also have to remember that these two tournaments haven't picked their teams yet. True. Because they need to wait and see who goes dancing mm-hmm. and who tends to their knitting. Yeah. Because those two tournaments are going to get the first crack yeah. at anybody. Then after that, which you know, we're still waiting on, you know, when's Selection Sunday? It's, uh, it's this, this Sunday? This Sunday, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the last week. This is the the final week of conference tournaments. And so Selection Sunday is Sunday. And then uh, we'll know that uh, pretty immediately. You do know some of the teams already in in uh, some of these spots, of course. Uh, NCAA, obviously, you know that the top 25 is going to be there. You know the teams that win their conference are going to be in there with the at-large bids. Uh, in terms of NIT, you now get a bid to that tournament if you win your regular season conference tournament but do not win the or excuse me, your regular season title, but do not win your conference tournament. So that means App gets to go to the NIT. Texas State. Texas State. Yeah, yeah. So they'll have an opportunity there. Uh, I don't know if the WNIT follows those same guidelines as well or if they have a different process, but 
But that's uh, for the men's NIT. So uh, they do already have some spots there. But again, uh, still just kind of kind of waiting and seeing on that. Uh, waiting two more minutes, we'll talk to Butch Jones and start asking him some of the questions that we have about this A-State football team. But I went through today and kind of just made some notes on just started with kind of key departures because not that the guys who are coming back are automatically cemented into starting roles just because they were a starter last year but you know if somebody leaves you got to replace them and when you look at at the departures from the depth chart I mean it's it's a pretty good mix of of uh key pieces on offense and defense and special teams you know on offense uh you lost Alan Lamar who was so key for you both in the run game but but huge in the return game and then you lost two pieces of your offensive line in Jacob Still and Ivory Scott to all the graduation. In the portal, uh, you lost Andre Harris, who was your best offensive player last year. Of course, uh, two days ago, Corey Rucker decided to depart. And then uh, prior to, you know, right after the season, Lane Hatcher left. And, of course, he's going to be a player that Arkansas State sees this season when they face Texas State. On defense, the... Departures there were leading tackler Ellery Alexander. Uh, the second leading tackler on the team, Jerry Saronic, is now at uh, a team that Arkansas State is going to face this season in James Madison. He left via the portal, and then you also had departures in graduation in, in JoJo Izugu and Caleb Bonner, and then also on the depth chart, you know, Pili Tudovaki, Jeff Mario Brown, Antonio Fletcher, uh, Anthony Switzer, all gone either to graduation or to uh, the portal. So, Big things there, and oh, in the meantime, A-State has to have a new kicker. Blake Gurpee is now at Notre Dame. So, those are just some of your questions. Who steps in and replaces those 15 guys we just mentioned when you're looking at the departures off the uh, two deep from 2021? Zach's with us on the phone. How are you? What's up, Kara? What's up, man? Not much. What are we talking about today? What's your biggest question surrounding Arkansas State football <laughs> ahead of spring camp? Oh, wow. Uh, I'll tell you what, I really, really can't think of one, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, we can only improve on what we did last year, I'm sure. You know, only where it, go, only where it goes up, right? You certainly hope. I mean, mathematically, technically, you could go down, but let's just not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, hey, I want to bring something up to you guys. I know you didn't watch it, Kara, but, Cade, you know, the, the HBO original series, the winning 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 time uh, about the Lakers and the Eddies? Yeah. I find that very interesting that Jerry West was uh, lobbying to get Sidney Moncrief instead of Magic in the draft. He didn't want, he wasn't crazy about Magic. Uh, he was wanting Sidney Moncrief as uh, the uh, other guard to go with Norm Nixon. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that until I watched it on Sunday either. So I thought that was yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean Sidney Moncrief, you know, he's maybe the greatest Razorback of all time. And he had a hell of a career playing with the Milwaukee Bucks and was a you know defensive player of the year. But Jerry uh, West, one of the smartest executives of all time. He was in Memphis for years as well as L.A. But my gosh, I mean, no offense to Sydney, but man, that would have been a big time swing to miss if they would have uh, if he would have you know talked him into going with uh, Sydney rather than Magic. I would say, wouldn't y'all? Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I mean, look, Moncrief had a great resume, but magic is magic is magic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's 
to say that in like the simplest way way possible. I mean, you have a guy who's who's in the conversation for being, you know, one of the better players in in his team history, and then you have a guy who's in the conversation for one of being the better players of all time. Just think, I mean, uh, a dream teamer, magical. Oh, is is Keith here also? Yeah, Yeah. I'm here. Well, hey, Keith, I didn't mean to neglect you, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good deal. You know, but isn't that crazy? I mean, Magic was being the, almost like it was like he was being penalized for being six nine. I know back then a lot of the guards were smaller. Maybe six three was as big as the guards went back then, correct? Except for maybe Oscar was a six five guard, wasn't he? Yeah, Oscar Oscar was taller than that. But you did not have a six foot nine inch point guard prior to Magic Johnson. No, and there and were Drew- those that didn't think. He could play point guard. Yeah. Yeah. Turned out he could play every position on the court, including post, which he did to win an NBA title when Kareem got hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Rookie year at that. A couple doubles. Wasn't it? You still don't have any 6'9 point guards. Like, that's just not. No, Anthony Anthony Hardaway came closest. He's 6'7. Anthony Hardaway. Yeah, he was closest at 6'7. But uh, got a cool little uh, story I heard. Uh, you know, Scottie Pippen has his book that came out. Is it called Unguarded? Is that what it's called? I think we're going to take your word for it on that. I don't know. I'll speak okay, for the well, room here and okay. say we haven't had a time, hadn't had time to check it out yet. Well, I heard him and uh, him and Charles Oakley was on some talk show here recently, and uh, he was talking about a time in his book where he was out partying with Charles Oakley. And they was at some nightclub. I want to say it was in Miami, and this was in the, I guess, mid-90s, early mid-90s. And uh, apparently Charles Oakley punked out the uh, boogeyman of uh, hip-hop, or gangster rap, Suge Knight. Uh, Suge Knight was coming through the, a crowd there with an entourage of his death row uh, cronies. And they, the, the, he was parting the crowd like the Red Sea. I mean, they were people were getting shoved, shoved out of the way, making, you know, he was making his way through the crowd. And he looks up and sees Oakley. You know, Pippen's eye says, you know, I'm 6'8", and Oak's 6'9". We can see over the crowd of people, and we can see Suge Knight coming our way. And Oakley had said he had had some words with Suge Knight earlier in the day out somewhere. And uh, said Suge Knight locked eyes with Oakley and made a with the opposite direction as soon as he saw Charles Oakley. Business decision. Yeah, I thought that was, a, I thought that Business was pretty Business uh, decision. There's a reason they just called him Oak. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, though. Charles Oakley, the New York, the NY Enforcer, I'm sure uh, he didn't like the fact that Oakley was a New York home base of Bad Boy Records as well. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Charles Oakley, you know, kind of scared Suge Knight. Well, he probably scares a lot of people. There's a big long list of people who were intimidated by Charles Oakley, and there's an even longer list of people who should be intimidated by Charles Oakley, even today. Zach, well, hey, hey guys, guys, uh, we gotta we gotta <laughs> we wrap gotta go. up the phone call. We gotta we gotta hit pause. Butch Jones is gonna be with us right after. We oh, come well, hey, happy forty fifth birthday to Brad Bobo. I'm gonna let Mark call in a little bit and sing for you. All right, see sounds y'all. good. We'll see you. We'll hit pause. We'll be back with Butch Jones after this on the ticket.
We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Attention homeowners. If you have thought about selling your home at some point, call me now. The real estate market is crazy busy right now and we have more buyers than sellers. Home selling in today's market can get you top dollar. Call or text me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159 for a free market analysis of your property. Whether you own in Craighead, Randolph, Lawrence, or Sharp County, we cover all of Northeast Arkansas. At United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, we are uniting hometown sellers with nationwide buyers. Buy three, get one free. Now at Placid Tire Service. During the tax refund sale at Placid Tire Service, buy three, get one free on in-stock Falcon Sincera ST80, Sincera SN250, and ZXZE950 tires. That's a great set of Falcon tires at an unbeatable value. Plus, we offer convenient financing like the Placid Tire Service credit card and our no credit needed options. See Placid Tire Service today for this limited time offer to buy three, get one free on eligible Falcon tires. Remember, your best deal on tires is always at Plaza Tire Service. The Central Family of Dealerships is proud to sponsor the 2022 Sun Senior Classic coming Saturday, March the 19th at First National Bank Arena. Come and see the stars of local basketball here in Northeast Arkansas with the girls tipping off at 5 p.m. and the boys at 7 p.m. All admission proceeds go to a scholarship fund at First National Bank to be distributed to the participants. Brought to you by the Central Family of Dealerships. Also sponsored by First National Bank, Jonesboro Promotions Board, Vineyard Development, Poppy's Beach Grill and Event Center, Fat City Apparel Incorporated, Empower, Visionary Eye Care, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. Feed your cattle up, everything else down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Act Network with your EAB New Market Report. March corn at 7.50, down four and a half, with May corn at 7.36 and a quarter, down 16 and three quarters. March soybeans at 16.95 and a quarter, down nine and a quarter, with May soybeans at 16.78 and three quarters, down 11. March wheat at 12.73, down 152 and a quarter. May wheat at 12.01 and a half, down 85. May cotton at 117.63, down 34, with July cotton at 113.35, down 18. May rice at 15.87, down 13 and a half cents, with July rice at 16.12 and a half, down 12 and a half. Moving on to livestock now, April live cattle at 138.17 and a half, down 87 and a half. With June live cattle at 134.22 and a half, down 122 and a half. March feeder cattle at 154.37 and a half, up 35. With April feeder cattle at 160.37 and a half, up 5. April lane hogs at 187 and a half, down 205. With May lane hogs at 106.60, down 162 and a half. That's your EAB New Market Report brought to you by Pico Foods. Now buying new crop corn and milo direct from local farmers in Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri, and Mississippi. Farmers, have you booked your new crop corn and milo? Before you do, call Pico Foods. Pico is buying new crop corn and milo at always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, supports local producers. And they're buying new crop corn and milo right now. In Arkansas, Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig. Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Not all soils are created equal. To a farmer, that's nothing new. Different parts of your field yield differently. Advertising shares a lot of similarities. There are more choices than ever about where to put your advertising dollars. A recent survey shows farmers rely on radio for their ag news almost five times as much as social media. To use another metaphor, farm radio is the best soil for planting those seeds of advertising. This message brought to you by the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. Turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's Kara, Keith, and Cade with you. And, of course, the countdown is on. 
to the start of spring camp for Arkansas State football. And, uh, man, time to get a primer. No better person to talk to to get some info than Coach Butch Jones, who's with us now on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I think uh, on this nice, uh, sunshiny day, instead of sleet like yesterday, I think everybody's feeling pretty good. Well, yes, it's great to have sunshine, and then obviously you're looking at the weather each and every day for the excitement of Sunday. We start practice number one, so trying to see kind of the elements, uh, make the decision whether to start in Centennial Bank Stadium or be in the indoor, and excited about spring football. Uh, You know, it's going to be coupled, obviously, with spring break coming up, but We'll have back-to-back practices on Sunday and Monday, which will be practice number one and number two, and by rule, those will be in helmets. And then we'll take a day to kind of review everything, get back in the weight room, and then we'll have practice three on on Wednesday, March 16th, and then review practice again on Thursday. And then Friday, uh, have something to do in the morning and then let our players go and relax a little bit and enjoy their families on spring break. I kind of assumed that, you know, today and this week would be just full of staff meetings for you guys getting ready for this. But ha- have you been out at recess today? Well, I, you know what? Thank you for uh, asking that. We have <laughs> recess with the Red Wolves. And uh, actually, this morning we're at the Visual and Performing Art Magnet School. Next week we'll be at Nettleton. But unfortunately, I wasn't there. But Robert Garth, who heads the program, and our champions in the community program was there along with a number of our players. But we were in long meetings, uh, getting ready to go. And this is kind of the exciting time, uh, you know, when you talk about starting the next phase of our program, which is spring football. But Friday night we have uh, what we call our Night of Champions. It's our first annual Night of Champions. It's in conjunction with our Olympic competition program. And it's a 1,200 club event. So, uh you know, right now it'll be the largest 1,200 club event we've had since we've been here. We have almost 100 RSVPs for the for the night, and they'll be able to come in and meet all the new coaches, meet all the new players, be around our football team, and then we'll go in and, and we'll compete in different things, uh, different events, so they can earn points for the Olympics team. And it's kind of a kickoff to the start of spring football. Give us an update on your Red Wolves Olympics, if you don't mind. Who's out there kicking butt and taking names? Well, I'll tell you what, right now, uh, what you like to see is, you know, all 10 teams, we have 10 teams, and all 10 teams are kind of in position to be able to win it. We still have a lot of opportunities left, and, you know, you see the results. You see the leadership building. You see the team accountability. You see our champions in the community with community service. Our, our academics have been the best that they've been. So when you really look at it, uh you know, it's really been productive this offseason. You really see what individuals want to compete. And uh, so right now, uh, you know, we do weekly totals. And uh, so right now, uh, the team that's in first place is called the Average Joes, and number two is the Humble Beast. But uh, right now, all ten teams are kind of primed and have an opportunity to, to win. And, and that the winner of that contest, uh, this competition, will be will conclude when spring ends, so the final grades, everything will be tallied and marked up. What are you looking to do first once you get spring practice kicked off and started? Well, I tell you what, there's so many things to be accomplished. And, uh, you know, we spoke about it. It's kind of been the theme all off season. is, you know, it's just that competitive spirit, uh, you know, understanding what it takes to play winning football, but learning how to win. 
and you can win every single day in the way you approach your life, in the Olympics, the way we compete. And I see little wins. I see little victories all the time. And I've been very quick to point it out with our football team is we have a lot of individuals. We have a lot of things uh, where we're winning each and every day. But I think the other thing is the toughness that really comes with playing winning football. And, you know, toughness is kind of a broad term, but we talk about the physical toughness, the mental toughness, but probably the most important one is the emotional toughness, the emotional resiliency that you have to play and really to, to live your life each and every day. So we've spent a lot of time on that. Very, very productive offseason. We've studied the book, and actually uh, to Valence Hunt's Olympic team will present today uh, one of the chapters in the book, but we're reading the book called The Five Dysfunctions of Team. So each group will present uh, to our team every Wednesday in our fourth and one program. And so, I, you know, then they dissect the book and they talk about it. And I tell you, that's been a, a, a great addition to our offseason. And then we had a group of former military Marines, Navy SEALs come in here a couple of weeks ago and uh, spend a Friday and Saturday with us in terms of leadership, uh, what it is to be a good teammate, and then, uh, you know, leadership through shared adversity. They put our team through two days of workouts, through leadership training in our indoor that forces you to communicate through adversity, all the things that, that go into it. And I thought, you know, we came away, uh, they kind of uh, led the way in terms of really trying to uh, determine who our leaders are. And we had more leaders emerge from that than any other time. You know, we've been fortunate to work with these individuals. So there's a lot of good things going on. Butch Jones here with us. Uh, chat brought to you by Calmer Solutions. You know, in, in year one, it always seems like so much of everything is about kind of establishing culture and the mentality you want from your team. That groundwork has been laid. So now, what does that free you up to focus on in year two? Well, I think when you when you have a culture, it, it never frees you up because you have to fight for your culture every day. And culture is the behaviors that you accept every single day. And you have to make sure that, you know, there's a standard in place, your principles and your values of your organization. You have to fight for those every day. And so I think you can never just say, you know, we've established this. But I will tell you this. You can see that our players have been through a year in our program and the way they approach the day, the understanding of the competitiveness when they walk into the weight room. They understand, obviously, the way we perform in skill development. We just concluded our, our fourth quarter program, which is eight stations, uh, timing at different times, and we grade everyone on effort. So I know there was a big article by Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M and how they grade the players every single day and all that. Well, we've been doing that for a number of years. So, you know, our players, based on the, the way they finished in the plus-two mentality, uh, they're graded in, in three colors, and then they wear those shirts in practice or in that fourth-quarter program the next day. And, uh, you know, it's a championship effort. It's an average effort, and it's a losing effort, and it's all based on how they perform. So we've been doing that in our fourth quarter program, oh, gosh, for a number of years. But our players really went through that. I like the, the way they attacked it. In uh, the last day of the fourth quarter program, they came in and they had a mentality. I think the other thing through leadership that's been born is just the art of communication, the art of really getting to know each other, but also the joy and energy that it takes to lead. 
and, uh, you know, just the body language. So, again, this offseason has been extremely productive. Now we get to take that of what we worked so hard on in the offseason and now take that uh, to the football field. And now we have to obviously understand situational football, uh, be very, very fundamentally sound and very detailed, and just work to be tougher, a more physical football team, and then compete in everything that we do on the field. I want to talk personnel with you for just a minute. You know, looking at the guys you've got on defense, uh, you lost a lot of production there uh, to graduation. But aside from Kevon Bennett, you know, who, who are you looking at to step up and lead on that side of the ball? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, spring on that side of the ball because we have so many new faces. But we're really excited about all these individuals. You know, when you look at Blaine Toll, uh, the transfer from Arkansas and Colorado, he's been here really almost a year. But, uh, you know, what he's shown in off-season workouts, we're really excited about him. I think John Mincy continues to grow and, and develop. Uh, King Makuta, the transfer from Alabama, has come in and kind of really established himself. Uh you know, Terion Sujic, the transfer from Vanderbilt, who has four years of eligibility left. So we're starting to see uh, some players really step up in the defensive front. Denard Flowers is a young man uh, who has really, really grown, so we're excited to see him be able to uh, see what he could do on the field. And then we got to work to get Vidal Scott back healthy, uh, coming off surgery and, and all the numerous injuries that he played through. And then at the linebacker uh, position, the transfer from Houston, Jordan Kermuch, uh, is actually one of our team leaders. Uh, the Seals kind of uh, pointed him out, and we knew that going into it. But very, very good in terms of football intelligence. And then the move that Kevon Bennett made from going from the first level of defense to the second at linebacker, Malik Stryker, having some experience now under his belt, but still being very young. And then one of the individuals in the back end of our defense that's had a tremendous offseason has been Kenneth Harris. Uh, there's very few people that I've been around that uh, we call it, you know, the big fours. He ran a 4-4. He bench-pressed over 400 pounds, and uh, his vertical was over 40. So he's really had a really good offseason, I think, that has really ele- elevated everyone else in that defensive backfield in terms of Leon Jones, uh, Denzel Blackwell, Sammy Johnson. And then, you know, the other position that we got to really determine who those faces are going to be, who's going to be there in the fall is at the safety position. You know, Eddie Smith, the transfer from Alabama, has really provided some stability back there. Justin Parks continues to do some good things. So, some new faces, uh, but it's exciting because it's a lot of new opportunities for a lot of individuals. I know you're going to be asking about this all spring, but I can't not ask <laughs> about the quarterbacks. Um, aside from James Blackman, that's a quarterback room that just hasn't completed a college pass. How do you kind of manage the experience level um, or, or lack thereof in that room? Well, it's going to really, really be dictated by practice reps and really trying to simulate as many live game conditions as possible. Uh, you know, we've talked about making Wyatt Beagle live at some points at time during practice, along with the true freshman, Jackson Daly. Uh, James won't be made live, but I think those two individuals need to be able to play with the pocket collapsing, see what type of quarterback intangibles that they can have, the functional intelligence that you take from the meeting room 
in the classroom to the game field. So we're going to try to create as many live game situations as possible uh, and see kind of their command presence. Can they get us in the right place? So uh, we'll see a lot of them. And really, by the way we practice, all three individuals will have, you know, a tremendous opportunity to grow and develop throughout the course of spring and 15 practices. Switching topics just a little bit to to your overall roster with some with some late portal departures, does that free up any scholarships for twenty two, or are you completely moved on and, and this class is complete? No, that's a great question. I think you know us by now. We're always going to look to add if somebody can bring value to our football program and improve it. We're always going to look at them. But uh, you know, we're still a little bit over for next year in terms of scholarships. So. Uh, we're, we need all the scholarships that we can get moving forward, uh, but also we still have some some areas of need that I think we need to continue to look at to improve, to be a better football team from a competitive depth, from just practice reps to everything that goes into building a football team. So we'll continue to, to look and we'll continue to recruit all the way up until August. So any individual who can make our football team better we're going to look at we're in the process of doing that right now uh but we have to you know obviously be be very very smart in the way we manage our roster you know unfortunately you know we had some some oh some advantage some disadvantages that we were dealt with that we had to deal with in terms of that Uh, we're working to manage those every day i think we are we're doing a good job with that but yes you know the scholarships right now are at a premium but we're always going to look to add to, to help our football team and our football program. Well, we'll let you get back to the, your meetings or, or whatever <laughs> else is on the slate for today. What, what do you and your staff need to do for the next four days to, to get ready to kick this thing off on Sunday? Well, I think it's just being very detailed and be very organized, take advantage of the time that we're able to spend with our players, make sure they're ready to go and just enjoy being around our players, you know, and, you know, enjoy continuing to build the culture, the mentality, the style of play. It's also been a great couple days of personal growth and development. A young man who was, you know, one of our graduate assistants at another place is the tight ends coach of the San Diego Chargers and has interviewed for a number of uh, offensive coordinator jobs in the NFL. We Zoomed uh, talking football with him for about three and a half hours the other morning. So we've been doing a lot of professional growth and development, having different coaches present different topics to make us a better football team, whether it's scheme, style of play. So a lot of it has been, you know, making sure our scripts, our practice schedules are, you know, formulated, everything's ready to go, spending quality time uh, with our players, and then obviously personal growth and development. Coach Jay had the DBs, they were all at – watching Batman last night at the movie theater together. So I know our coaches are doing a lot with our players as well. Well, Coach, we really appreciate the time today, and we look forward to seeing you out there Sunday. Well, we appreciate your time. And if you, if you want to have a great time, I invite you to stop by Night of Champions and the 1200 Club, and you'll, you'll get an opportunity to see our players up close and personal and uh, competing in things other than football. And you can just see the joy and the competitive grit that we've really stressed with. So we're looking forward to Friday night as well. Again, uh, thank you for the time today, Coach. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Wolf's up. Arkansas State's Butch Jones. They're with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Chat brought to you by our friends at Calmer Solutions. We take care of technology so you can take care of business. A lot we didn't get to in that conversation. Oh, yeah. 
a lot we need to come back and discuss. We do have to take a break first. We'll be right back after this on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Ever since Peyton Manning retired in 2016, the Denver Broncos have been looking for a quarterback. Yesterday, they finally found their man. The Broncos traded Drew Locke, Noah Fant, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick to Seattle for Russell Wilson. It's an absolute haul for the Seahawks. The move sends both teams headed in opposite directions. Denver will be a strong contender for a playoff spot, and Seattle is going to drop into an immediate rebuild. They also released their star defensive player, Bobby Wagner. The Seahawks have by far the least talented team in the division. Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the NFL, and many scouts believe this is a weak quarterback class. That will make a rebuild difficult. So while many people wonder what Denver's next move will be, it might be more interesting to see how this trade affects Seattle. The Seahawks can go in a variety of directions, but with an aging roster, no quarterback, this could be just the beginning of a fire sale in Seattle. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. And now, a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that you actually want and something that you can actually use, something like cashback match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cash back. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations to apply. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit loandepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 1744. Hello, this is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. Heating issues when the temperature drops interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your heating system repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the Moore Same Day Guarantee. We'll send a licensed and trained technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the Moore Assurance Guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. Call Moore Air Conditioning today, 870-336-2023. After such a wild winter, your lawn and trees deserve some TLC. Call J&K Lawn and Tree Service this spring. Broken limbs, storm damage, diseased and dangerous trees, J&K can handle it all from fertilization and treatment to trimming and removal. They'll have your yard happy and healthy again before you know it. Ready for barbecues, tire swings, and running barefoot through the grass. Call J&K Lawn and Tree Service today at 897-1329 to get your yard ready for all spring has to offer. J&K Lawn and Tree Service. The Central Family of Dealerships is proud to sponsor the 2022 Sun Senior Classic. Coming Saturday, March the 19th at First National Bank Arena. Come and see the stars of local basketball here in Northeast Arkansas with the girls tipping off at 5 p.m. and the boys at 7 p.m. All admission proceeds go to a scholarship fund at First National Bank to be distributed to the participants. Brought to you by the Central Family of Dealerships. Also sponsored by First National Bank, Jonesboro Promotions Board, Vineyard Development, Poppy's Beach Grill and Event Center, Fat City Apparel Incorporated, Empower, Visionary Eye Care, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. 
just a couple of minutes left here in this noon hour as we try and follow up on our previous segment's conversation with Butch Jones. We could have spent an hour talking with Jones. Easily. And, and not gotten... Uh, look, I have questions about every single group on that roster. There are so many newcomers. There are so many departures. And I think of all our conversations with Jones, and we still haven't had a good opportunity to, to talk about some of the, the bigger picture questions. I would I would uh, love to know his thoughts about the timing of some transfer portal decisions. Uh, and some other questions in terms of, of the big picture things surrounding college football right now. But uh, today was not the day to get into it. Uh, just looking ahead to, again, a Sunday start for fall camp. I'm just... Right now, my biggest question is, are we going to see these intangibles pay off in a tangible way when we look at this team? You're not going to really know that until they kick it off next sure, fall. Sure, sure. Uh, I think that one of the things you will be able to tell is the competitions within groups. You know, I think that this spring is a great opportunity for a lot of players to solidify their playing time or their lack of playing time for next season. You know, they're going to play the players they think do the best. They're going to play the players that do what they're supposed to do most often. Yeah. Now, are those players going to make mistakes? Of course, because everybody is human. And if you are human, there are things that are going to go wrong. How do you deal with that? I think a lot of the, the culture type stuff that Butch and his staff have been working on so diligently since the end of last season is going to help because things are going to go wrong. There's going to be adversity. Right. And how do you respond to How do you respond to the, the adversity? adversity? Now, what adversity is going to be? I don't know. You know, nobody knows that yet. Uh, I'm interested in seeing who's going to be the top running back. I have no idea who's going to, you know, be the lead ball carrier for this club. You figure that James Blackman is going to be the quarterback unless somebody just shows up and shows out. But who's going to catch his passes? What are they going to do on the offensive line? Who's going to be there? Right now, the real answers to that are we don't know yet. The important word and the one doing most of the heavy lifting is Yet. Yeah. That, that's what you have spring practice for. You have spring practice to allow players to get on the radar to try to you know, earn playing time for the fall. That wraps up our first hour of the program. Still many more questions to throw your way and to sort through as we get through hour number two. And also a little NFL news to pass along to you when we start the hour nothing nothing as seismic as yesterday's news but uh just some updates that we'll throw at you when we return keith thanks for hanging out thanks for having me i'll see you tomorrow sounds like a plan hey everybody else keep it here though we've got another hour to go we've still got some a-state baseball to touch base on <sighs> we'll touch base on the mlb too maybe maybe it won't be depressing maybe it will we'll figure it out when we get there hey keep it right here we'll be back in a moment on the ticket
This is Will Oswald with your Wednesday Chicken Radio Network Sports Update. Brought to you by Plants and Tire Service. A-State Baseball had two early leads in the first three innings. The Southeast Missouri State outscored the Red Wolves 10-1 over the final six frames. To beat A-State 14-6 on a rainy night at Tomlinson Stadium, Kell Field last night. Ben Klutz had a two-run homer in the first, his third of the season. He went two for four with two RBI. Will French went two for four. He drove in a run. A-State now gets set to close out the home stand tonight. They take on Southern Illinois at six pregame coverage at 545 here on KNEA and KBRI. In the NBA last night, John Morant... Had 24 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists as the Grizzlies led wire to wire in a 132-111 win over the New Orleans Pelicans last night at FedEx Forum. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. each had 22. Zaire Williams added 16. And the Anthony Melton with 14 off the bench. The Grizzlies will take on the Knicks Friday night at FedEx Four. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963. Now at two Jonesboro locations. That's why it's a tire service. That's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic outer boxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones. And make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. Eric works at NEA Construction. I love coming to work and I don't even set my alarm to go to work. Like, I look forward to coming to work and I don't want to miss work because this is a good place to come. Northeast Arkansas Construction is hiring to build the future. Building out the region's fiber optic network to connect to the world. Eric, do you feel like there's a good future here for you at NEA Construction? Oh, yes, yes. A lot of room to grow in this company. That's where I came in. The more experience you have, the better off you're going to be. NEA Construction takes pride in being Arkansas's leading fiber optic construction company. Join our great work environment with state-of-the-art equipment, full training, fully paid health insurance, and paid vacation, all at industry-leading hourly pay. Call 870-972-8565 or visit nearkansasconstruction.com. Northeast Arkansas Construction. We make a difference. Equal opportunity employer. Great vision matters, whether you're on the field or in the stands. That's why Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas is here to serve you. Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for a variety of eye conditions. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center also has the most comprehensive selection and expert stylists to find the perfect 
perfect fit for you to look your game day best. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule your appointment today at our Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pocahontas locations. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the ticket radio network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It is Kara and Cade with you for another hour today. Trying to sift through multiple different questions regarding Arkansas State football ahead of the Red Wolves spring camp, which opens up on Sunday. That's four days, y'all. And uh, so, so many questions. But uh, KavanaughCars.com question again. What's your biggest question surrounding A-State football ahead of spring camp? 930. <clears throat> three seven seven six is the number to call and i uh, did mention prior to the break a little bit of nfl news again not as huge as all of the news that we saw come out yesterday but uh still it's quarterback news the colts are trading carson Wentz to washington for a package of picks that is thought to include two third round picks and uh, that is what sources are telling adam schefter at espn this is not at all relevant to the story but just know that NFL insiders, they're just like you. Adam Schefter has a typo in his tweet. <laughs> and it says that uh, the Colts are trading Wentz to Washington for a package of packs. And that just makes me feel slightly better about all of my numerous typos that <laughs> 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 I've been on Twitter nonstop. So, uh, so some quarterback uh, clarity, well, kind of clarity going on in the past couple days in the NFL is... Uh, just to go over what we've seen in the past, gosh, 27 hours. Uh, Aaron Rodgers agreeing to stay in Green Bay, although he said it was not for the four-year $200 million contract that was originally reported, and I've not seen an update today on any of those numbers. Of course, yesterday it was Russell Wilson, although I kept trying to tell you guys it was Russell Westbrook. It was Russell Wilson that was that was traded from Seattle to Denver. Uh, in return, Seattle got Drew Locke and uh, so many other pieces. Noah Fant, uh, defensive lineman, picks on picks on picks on packs, I guess. And uh, today, of course, uh, Carson Wentz going from Indy to Washington. So that is the latest news there. And I absolutely did a double take when <laughs> I saw a post from the NFL that said the Colts agreed to take trade quarterback Carson Wentz to the Commanders. I had a little brain lapse there as to Oh yeah, that's an actual football team. Yeah. Now. I was like, wait, they're trading into to like the USFL? No, 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 friends. That is that is an NFL team <laughs> in Washington. In fact, uh the one that JD McKissick played for last year. So uh that is uh that is the news there. And shame on me, and I, I apologize for not asking this when we, we touch base with Butch Jones, but speaking of the NFL Arkansas State is set to have its pro day tomorrow. And I, I apologize for not asking for any info. Um, to be fair, though, I had about 10 questions with that I didn't get to ask him. But 
uh, that is coming up uh, tomorrow for A-State football. And it looks like uh, the guys that are going to be participating, you have got JoJo Izugu, Alan Lamar, uh, Ivory Scott, Ellery Alexander, Caleb Bonner, Detravion Green, Jeff Mario Brown, Pili Tudovaki, and uh, Nordine Sednali are going to be the A-State seniors that are going to be taking part in that. So we'll uh, keep an eye out, keep ears out for how that works for Arkansas State tomorrow. Again, though, uh, what is your biggest question surrounding A-State football heading into spring camp? I am kind of curious about what this new coaching staff looks like. And obviously, look, it's it's not new-new. You still have your three main pieces in place what I mean there obviously Butch Jones is still the head coach Rob Harley is still the defensive coordinator Keith Heckendorf is still the offensive coordinator but you've either had you know several guys uh, head elsewhere and be replaced or you've had some guys change positions Um, so if you look at, at the offense Derek Lett is the only guy who is coaching on the offensive side of the ball that was here last year at that that same spot um, he's, he's a wide receivers coach, by the way. You had Andy Kwan and Matt Limegrover switch positions. So Kwan is now the offensive line guy. Limegrover is now the tight ends guy, which, of course, uh, that was flipped last year. I do find it interesting because Limegrover uh, has coached O-line all his life. Uh, but then again, you know, he's also been a co-offensive coordinator, so it's not like he doesn't understand the multiple moving pieces in an offense and, and not like this is going to be that. Uh, different for him. Andy Kwan, although this is his first room where he's going to be coaching the offensive line, I mean, that's where he played. He was an offensive lineman for Georgia Southern. So nothing reinventing the wheel there for Kwan. Uh, Elsewhere, you know, you've got Marcus Lovings that's coming in to coach the running backs. Uh, Ryan Applin, of course, is forever going to be an Arkansas State legend. But he has moved to Statesboro. And I'm really excited to see what Lovings is going to do with this group. Just because, you know, I'm still partly traumatized from what Lovings did with his Raging Cajuns group that ran all over Arkansas State in in the early Blake Anderson era. That, again, you know, you go back to, to 2014, that game in Lafayette against the Cajuns where I think they put up 55 on A-State. And it was just, I think it was, I can't even remember which Elijah it was. I guess it was Elijah. Was it Elijah McGuire, Elijah Mitchell? One of the Elijah. Yeah, there were like five. Yeah, there. Like, there were all of the, the Cajuns went an entire decade where they just had running backs named Elijah. And every single one of them had a career game against Arkansas State. It was awful. Again, still very traumatized from the whole situation. But, hey, now that guy's on our side. <laughs> so what is Marcus Loving going to do with this running back group that um, it, it just has not been a strength for Arkansas State in a while? Now, part of that goes hand in hand with you know, you haven't had the depth at offensive line you need, but man, I think all of us are just waiting for that day when Arkansas State lines up on on fourth and one, or they line up on third and goal from the one or the two, and you're already standing up in your seat because you know, you know your team is getting a first down or a touchdown here. I can't tell you the last time I felt that. Now, I'm not, I don't know if Lovings can just automatically flip a switch and get A-State there, but... Someday, you know, a girl can dream. We can, <laughs> we can see that in the future. When you look at the rest of the, uh, the changes there on, on this coaching staff, you know, on defense, things are different. Brandon Joyner 
uh, moved on and stepped away from football. Instead, it's going to be Vince Reynolds that's now in uh, in that room. And uh, a guy that comes here from Syracuse was well-regarded there. And then also, you know, defensive backs, a change there. And, and Jay Simpson, and just reading comments from UAB fans, uh, he was somebody that they really, really liked. He has a very good reputation. And that has been an area where Arkansas State has, has struggled somewhat. Some of that has been youth and personnel. But that is an area where, where you hope that uh, maybe a different face in that room can bring better results. John Shalala is still on the staff. He's still there coaching linebackers. That's kind of one of your, one of your defensive holdovers. Uh, Kurt Baldus is not on this coaching roster for Arkansas State. So I am assuming that means that Butch Jones has another vacancy on his staff. I'm not sure what uh, what the deal is there. But again, everything is is updated uh, I know they went through and updated this yesterday because <laughs> they removed Corey Rucker from the roster. So I guess uh, we can look ahead to some new some news there uh, coming up soon for Arkansas State football. He touched on so many different things in terms of, of this roster. But one of the things you always find interesting during the spring is kind of who, who steps up and, and leads. Uh, the quarterback obviously is a position of, of leadership. Um, James Blackman is, is still in that QB room. But other than that, I, I think we're all aware of just it's it's so many more unknowns than knowns. Uh, Jackson Daly and Wyatt Beagle, as well as redshirt freshman Carson Tomapia, none of those guys have ever thrown a collegiate pass in their life. So, <laughs> what is that going to look like this spring? Now, Wyatt Beagle went through spring camp last year. And, in fact, he was one of the early guys. Uh, Tommy Pia went through fall camp. So, he's had, he's had reps there for, for A-State. But um, I don't know how many of those reps were live. And it sounds like that is what Butch Jones is going to try and do this spring, is get those guys into the mix when, you know, they have Kevon Bennett breathing down their neck. When they have Thurman Gathers in their face. How are they going to be able to react and, and make split decisions and not make poor decisions in those situations? So uh, really glad Daly is here early <laughs> with, with that being a room that, that needs depth. And we'll continue to see what happens there for Arkansas State. Interesting, now that I'm scrolling up and down this roster, uh, Corey Rucker is not on the roster anymore. Andre Harris still is. <laughs> now, don't read too much into that okay uh that does not mean that he is all of a sudden back with a state football it's just could be an oversight it it could be there's a lot going on right now as they look ahead to spring camp so don't don't read too much into that uh let's look at some of your answers here again uh the question we've got for you today your biggest question surrounding arkansas state football is the red wolves get ready to open spring camp but john asked a question that man i wish we knew the answer to and i do not he wants to know how many more are going to enter the transfer portal i would anticipate there will still be people who leave and one reason for that is guys are always going to want playing time players want to play so if these guys go through spring camp or get halfway through spring camp or whatever and it becomes clear to a couple players that that they're not going to be able to crack the two deep at their position they might move on of course, that's really not going to move the needle for us. I, I would love to know how many more impact players we're going to move on. Because we went through that big wave following the end of the season where so many guys departed. But A-State's depth wasn't really hurt in that situation because those guys weren't starters. They weren't on your two deep. 
And then you had Groupie leave and you had Harris leave and you had Rucker leave and you're thinking, oh, no, I, I would prefer, like so many of you, not to see A-State lose another starter uh, this, this offseason. So that is a question. Uh, Gordon points out the offensive line and, and the quarterback. And several people have favored that tweet, so I'm going to assume that that is their question as well. And that's huge. We just went through the quarterback situation, but it's always going to help any quarterback's performance if they can stay upright. And that was an issue for the Arkansas State offensive line last year. I don't remember where where A-State ranked in sacks allowed, although I'm going to pull it up and and double-check here. But I know that just some of those games, the numbers of hits that Blackman took early in the season – were, I mean, they were they were insane, um, because, you know, Butch would tell us the total number of hits, and they were numbers that you just couldn't wrap your head around. No quarterback can handle being hit twenty times a game every single game, and unfortunately, you know, with an injury, Blackman didn't make it all the way through the season. Hatcher multiple games took just as many hits, and so it, it's hard to have success as a QB when you're constantly running for your life. Only one team in the country, by the way, last year, gave up more sacks than Arkansas State. I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad. Uh, and it was Akron. You know, A-State finished the season by allowing four sacks per game, and that's just not an acceptable number. You can, you're never going to have an efficient offense with a number like that. So where this team looks to replace Andre Harris, where this team looks to replace Jacob Steele, and where this team looks to replace Ivory Scott. This is probably the biggest question of the spring for me. How many different guys are they going to try to work into those roles to make sure that this is a a more successful unit than it was last year? Because, again, nothing else is going to work on the offense unless this gets better. We can talk about who's going to, you know, split carries with Lincoln Perry, and we can talk about who's going to emerge in Corey Rucker's place and what kind of expectations we have for Hunt and and Foreman and guys like that. All of that is irrelevant unless the offensive line plays better. And we're going to see a minimum of three new faces there in, in starting roles. So that, to me, is is the biggest question of the spring. I do like John's answer. He is going with the uh, manifesting, speaking into existence question here. And he asks if there's going to be enough room in the stands once we start kicking everyone's tails next year. <laughs> We can only wait and see, John. We can only wait and see. Uh, let's hit pause here. We'll come back. Uh, there's going to be a baseball game at the Tom tonight. It looks like it's going to be played in much more favorable conditions than the one last night. Yeah, no 45-minute rain delay. Uh, no sleet. Yeah. It is not sleeting right now, which is an upgrade over what it was doing yesterday at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So we'll do some recapping and some previewing when we come back. Keep it right here with us on The Ticket. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'll never forget being a student at Little Rock Central High and watching them hold open the doors for the Little Rock Nine. Doors that 40 years earlier had been closed to them because they're black. Good triumphed over evil. That is who we are. The radical left wants to teach our kids America is a racist and evil country, but our Kansans are generous, hardworking people. I was born and raised here. This is where we chose to raise our family, and I want the same for my three kids 
as yours, a better life here in Arkansas. We don't want our kids living under socialism, cancel culture, and big government taking away our freedom. As governor, I will defend our freedom and champion good schools, higher paying jobs, and a better life for all. Paid for by Sarah for Governor. Hello, this is Bob Moore with More Air Conditioning. Heating issues when the temperature drops interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your heating system repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the More Same Day Guarantee. We'll send a licensed and trained technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the More Assurance Guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. Call More Air Conditioning today, 870-336-2023. Trust your heart to better care at NEA Baptist. Better access means communication with your award-winning cardiac team anytime, anywhere with the MyChart app. Better technology means leading this state with new treatments and interventions right here in Jonesboro. Better is an integrated team of experts at your service when seconds matter. Your heart deserves better. Find it at NEA Baptist. Hytrel's mission is to create material handling technology and relationships that move the world. You see the mission statement being lived out pretty much everywhere at Hytrel. It's a pretty unique mission in that there's a greater purpose in it. If you think about the idea of moving the world, everything that we use in our day-to-day lives, that our families use, everything is impacted by the work that we do at Hytrel. And so there's a bigger purpose there. Become a part of the Hytrel family. Visit careers.hytrel.com. At Centennial Bank, our focus has always been on the people and communities we serve. And that's something that will never change. We're passionate about the same things you are. That's why we're proud to support Arkansas State University and all our communities in Northeast Arkansas. Whether it's opening up a new account, online or mobile banking, or helping you with the perfect loan, our promise is to always be here for you. At Centennial Bank, we're banking with you in mind. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. The Central Family of Dealerships is proud to sponsor the 2022 Sun Senior Classic. Coming Saturday, March the 19th at First National Bank Arena. Come and see the stars of local basketball here in Northeast Arkansas with the girls tipping off at 5 p.m. and the boys at 7 p.m. All admission proceeds go to a scholarship fund at First National Bank to be distributed to the participants. Brought to you by the Central Family of Dealerships. Also sponsored by First National Bank, Jonesboro Promotions Board, Vineyard Development, Poppy's Beach Grill and Event Center, Fat City Apparel Incorporated, Empower, Visionary Eye Care, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you, 9303776. Arkansas State set for some baseball tonight at the Tom. And look, I'm not even going to pretend that I went to last night's game. I did not. Uh, as Arkansas State played Southeast Missouri last night, I left as I was driving home from work right at five o'clock. It was sleeting. Kudos to all of you who went and watched baseball in that sleet, rain, drizzle, whatever last night. But that ain't me. So I did not go. I sat at home and I watched it. I listened to Bobo and Todd on the ESPN Plus broadcast and uh, just took it in that way. And I watched, I will also not lie to you and tell you that I watched all of it because at one point it, it got out of hand. It started well enough. 
Started good. A-State struck first. They were up three to nothing after two. And then you know how yesterday we went over some stats for Southeast Missouri and we told you that they're eighth in the country in walks per game? Yeah, I haven't looked today, but they're probably seventh or sixth because they drew 13 walks in that game last night. And I don't know exactly how many of those came around to score, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it was a few uh, because in those middle innings, you know, it, uh, it got kind of rough. You know, A-State allowed crooked numbers in the top of the third, fourth, and fifth and uh, quickly got out of hand for the Red Wolves on again what was just a gross night at Tomlinson Stadium. Kale Field. Um, it's it's not good when, when you know it's bad when the pitchers have like the stick out there for their cleats, right? <laughs> because you saw that like every five pitches, it seems like the pitcher would have to back up and dig all the mud out of his cleats. And of course, they put uh, the the drying medium out on the mound so those guys wouldn't be slipping and sliding everywhere. And it was just uh, it was it was. It was hard to watch, and I don't mean in terms of like the way the game was played. I mean in terms of the fact that it was so drizzly, <laughs> like the screen was cloudy. But it was just a, a tough night for Arkansas State baseball. Uh, there were a couple of positives. You know, Will French continues to handle that top of the order spot as a true freshman really well, which is which is nice to see. He was two for four last night. He drove in a run, uh, scored a couple of runs. So in the leadoff spot. He's got that batting average up to 278, and of course, uh, it's more important for him to get on base, and so therefore that on-base percentage is, is even higher, which is nice to see. Ben Klutz continues to do what was expected from him in, in the beginning of the season, uh, and that is just to be that guy in the middle of the order that is going to deliver the big hit. He had two runs batted in last night, uh, including a, a homer in the first inning that put A-State on top. So that was his third of the year. Uh, he's his batting average is over 350. Uh, he is really nice to see. He's batting over 300 with runners in scoring position. So not only is he, he he's just good. He was expected to be a good player this season. So far, in these first 10 games, he is living up to that billing. One thing of concern last night, I had I had some really awful awful timing personally, which is not the main point of the story here. But I, I turned on the TV last night one pitch ahead of. Carson Tollett taking a foul tip to the throat. Um, Yikes. He, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I hope that guy is not reconsidering his decision to come to Arkansas State, but he's had a rough go. Uh, I know, you know, a, a week or so ago, people were like, all right, you know, you bring in this this high-profile transfer. Why is he not in the order? Well, he missed some time due to a concussion and concussion protocol. And then again, last night, I mean, got got hit in the throat. Uh, as soon as it happened, of course, he was down for a little bit. because, and, and then because catchers are superhuman, actually stayed in the game and finished catching for the rest of that, you know, half inning. He was replaced in the lineup when it was his turn to, to bat um, a little bit after that. Uh, I, I don't think there is anything, you know, damage-wise that is a significant concern. Like, no throat or trachea or anything damage like that, but uh, that imagine that dude's gonna be sore for a few days um i would be i'd be stunned (laughs) stunned to see him out there tonight but uh i mean catchers are tough but holy moly that was that was a tough hit so the good news um if there is good news from from last night's game it's this that was a good opponent so that's not 
a bad loss. It would have been a great win, but but it's not a bad loss. So uh, it's not one of those games where, where you leave and you're kind of kicking yourself about the way you played. Although, obviously, I think everybody would have liked to have seen less walks and less free passes. Interestingly enough, the challenge really does not change tonight against Southern Illinois. And uh, I mean that from a ranking standpoint. Obviously, there's going to be different things that uh, Southern Illinois does better or or worse than, you know, SEMO did. But the RPI, when you look today at Warren Nolan, Southeast Missouri is now 54 in the rankings. Southern Illinois is 55. So you go from playing one good team to yet another good team, which is actually just the way the start of the season is going to go. And uh, a lot of the times, just the way it's going to go in the South period because there are so many good teams in this region and you play so many more regional teams in, in basketball. But SIU, they're 10-2. and two. They're good. Interestingly enough, their two losses have been to Sunbelt schools. Kind of interesting sc- scores here. So ULM has won one game all season. Because, good Lord, can the Warhawks not be good at anything? <laughs> they're 1-9. They're and nine. So ULM's one win this season was to, to open the year with a 1-0 dub against Southern Illinois. So that's one of SIU's losses. They beat up on, on UCA. They took two out of three against Little Rock. But interestingly enough, they did get hammered at Little Rock in game one of their series there. Last Friday, 10 to nothing. <laughs> that is not an enjoyable game to watch. But other than that, they've been pretty good. And they're coming off of a wild win last night where they beat SIUE right down the road 18 to 13. Both teams. Had six run innings at one point in time throughout the contest. So, a crazy one for SIU last night. Uh, one fun fact about SIU. They have one of the most interesting stadium names. They play, yes. They play at Itchy Jones. So, I, I love the stadium name. So, there's your SIU Saluki's fun fact. Itchy Jones Stadium. So... That is what is in store for Arkansas State tonight. Again, it'll be uh, it would be a good win uh, if A State were to be able to knock off the Salukis because uh, of of a good season. Quick note: um, last night was a pretty good night for Sunbelt baseball. Uh, by the way, just just overall, uh, one game that had my attention. I wasn't watching it because again, I was watching A State, but I was keeping tabs on the score on Twitter. And I, I guess I'll be honest with you: I didn't realize that that Texas State was really good uh and that is who a state is going to open conference play with next weekend so not friday two days from now but the friday after that but uh they've only lost three games this season and one of them was last night against number one ranked texas first off i thought it was pretty cool that that game was actually in san marcos so texas state the home team against number one texas and uh, that was a game where Texas State struck first. Uh, they had at one point in time, I think, a 6-3 lead early in that game. They hit they hit a granny off Texas. And you got to the end of that game. And I'm pretty sure it was uh, Texas State was trailing 9-8, bottom of the ninth. Bases loaded. But whiffed for the final out of that game. So Texas State came awfully, awfully close to pulling off the upset. But they did not. Uh, there were some other 
good wins last night in in the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, I think uh, Georgia Southern was able to upset a, a 13 or 15th ranked Georgia team somewhere in that neighborhood. So it's going to be a fun baseball league. It, it always is. Uh, it's a good league in that sport. It's going to continue to be. I think South Alabama and Southern Miss squared off in, in what's going to be a future conference battle. So fun stuff. Fun stuff last night around the belt. I'm trying to see if there are any other big upsets for the league last night in terms of victories over top 25 teams. I think it was just the Georgia Southern win, but I'm scrolling real quick so I don't lie to anybody just in case. See, it's March, right? That's where we're at. It is. This is March. <laughs> uh, Wake, uh, Coastal Carolina did beat Wake Forest, uh, so they get an ACC win there, and, and that was that was about it. So, uh, we'll see what's on tap for the league tonight. I think now and, and for the next couple of days, one of the big storylines in, in the league is going to be the weather. So everybody kind of cross your fingers there. So uh, I, I am going to keep an eye on this one tonight. Texas State and Texas play again tonight. And this one moves to Austin. So that was a midweek home and home. With those schools being okay. pretty close together. Uh, so Texas State, uh, that game at the end of it. So Texas State strikes out to end that game. And Texas walks off, and they wave. Everybody waves at that Texas State dugout. So don't think there's not going to be some emotions going into that one tonight. Could be a fun one to keep tabs on if you're uh, not out at Tomlinson Stadium, Kelfield. So, again, 6 o'clock is the first pitch tonight for Arkansas State and Southern Illinois. 545 is your pregame time. It's going to start right here. It's going to be right here. With Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz on the Ticket Radio Network. Let's hit pause. We're going to spin the wheel of topics and see what we come up with next when we come back. Here on the Ticket, uh, say we'll spin the wheel of topics. We'll talk MLB. That's what we're going to do when we come back. It'll be frustrating like always, but I just thought I'd warn everybody before we went into a break. So you know what to expect when we come out of it. Keep it with us on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Crack screen on your phone or tablet, it happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station, where all iPhone screens are repaired in 20 minutes, and all accessories are buy one, get one free. Cell Phone Station, near Fuji Steakhouse in Jonesboro. Call 870-203-0993. Every person deserves respect, and that's what your promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State, and with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit stanleywoodard.com. It's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport. Off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors, we are professional grade. Get the job done and then some with Farmall Utility. 
20C series tractors from Case IH at any Baker implement near you. These heavy, durable tractors have their weight distributed in six different locations, eliminating the need for inefficient wheel weights. The emission system does not require DPF or diesel particulate filter, reducing time loss and fuel waste on regeneration. Plus, a comfortable cab makes long days a lot more productive. To learn more about Case IH Farmall Utility C Series tractors, visit your nearest Baker implement today. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro is hiring. Apply online at Riceland.com for full-time, direct hire manufacturing positions in our parboil mill and plant. Riceland Foods is an equal opportunity employer with a new competitive pay scale geared toward advancement and benefits, including medical, dental, and vision insurance, paid time off, and paid holidays. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro has immediate openings for full-time manufacturing positions. Start your new career today with Riceland Foods. Go to Riceland.com and select jobs at the top of the page to apply online. Next time you have a special occasion, make a memory you'll never forget with the help of Crown Limousine. Weddings, birthday parties, concerts, anniversaries, going out for dinner, or just because. Crown Limousine will help you make a memory that will last a lifetime. Choose from Crown Limousine's 14-passenger Hummer or one of their 10-passenger Lincolns. Crown Limousine has the right limo for your memory. Find Crown Limousine on Facebook and at crownlimo1.com. Call 215-0077 and reserve your next memory in motion with Crown Limousine. When it comes to COVID-19, there are several things you can do to protect yourself, your friends and loved ones, and your community. Wear a mask, wash your hands often, and continue to social distance when you are near other people. If you test positive or are exposed to COVID-19, you can get free, detailed information on what you need to do in order to prevent spreading COVID-19 to those around you. Just go to healthy.arkansas.gov. This message brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Karen Kate here with you, 9303776. What is your biggest question surrounding Arkansas State football ahead of spring camp? That's today's Kavanaugh Cars dot com question we're also kind of questioning if these betting apps are going to launch tomorrow around the state i think that's uh that's something that can happen tomorrow but will it happen tomorrow uh anyways when you do eventually win big (laughs) oh man if only uh and you're looking to spend some of that uh newly found dinero uh cabinetcars.com i'm sure would love to take care of your new or new to you vehicle purchase they've got all of their inventory online for you right now today of course if you know exactly what you want hey that's easy you can do a basic search and find that dream vehicle if you're not quite sure maybe you just want a suv and you know particularly what kind of gas mileage you want or what color or whatever hey you can find your perfect ride that way too and once you've picked it out you can get pre-approved find out what your trade is worth and calculate those payments so you're ready to purchase a new vehicle so uh all set there and they'll take care of you at kavanaughcars.com we looked at some of the (laughs) roster questions looked at some of the coaching questions and still that barely scratches the surface on what arkansas state is is going to have to get better at from last year you know when you have a two-win season everything is is up for debate so uh, we'll continue to take your questions on the ritter communications hotline Looking around and seeing what news there is from Major League Baseball. I feel like every day there's some news. 
But is it actual, you know, news news, or is it just a steady stream of disappointing updates? You know, yesterday was supposed to be a, another deadline day, where if Major League Baseball and the Players Association didn't agree to a new CBA, that we would see more games canceled. However, I think they kind of pushed that back to, to today, but is there new news today? No. It, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm starting to get, I feel like every week I get a little bit more confused. And what I mean by that is, you know, you go back to when this lockout began. And it seemed like there was, you know, point A and point B that were the main issues of contention between these two parties, right? And a lot of that was financial. So, okay, these two different entities had to work towards agreeing on point A and point B. Okay, cool. And then we get deeper into the process. And now we're three months into this and you've got point L that all of a sudden it seems like the owners are saying, if we don't get the Players Association to agree on point L, we're canceling these games. And I just, I continually wonder how we got <laughs> from one set of main criteria to another. And I can't keep up anymore. And it just, it's, I just frustrated with everybody. I'm trying to read here at, uh, kind of skim as we talk in terms of Jeff Passant's most recent article, which Passant last night <laughs> tweeted out a picture of like a diet Mountain Dew at like 1130. So of course everybody's like, oh, we got to have caffeine. We got to stay up. Something's about to happen, right? And then like three hours later, tweets go to bed. So thanks for nothing, Jeff. Although he did publish a new article that is uh, on ESPN.com at 2.37 a.m. last night to keep everybody up to date. Of course, you know, 11 hours later, I'm sure things have changed. But uh, last night when he published this, or this morning, excuse me, when he published this, he said that uh, the owners of the Players Association would pick up talks on a new CBA this morning after they talked deep into the night. And those discussions, quote, produced enough progress towards a potential deal for the league to put off canceling another batch of regular season games, end quote. Apparently, the two sides talked for 17 hours yesterday. But at the end of the day, you know, day 97 of the MLB lockout turned into day 98 today. And I, I have not seen, you know, significant updates today at, at this point. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't seen anything today. Scanning through here and, and looking at some quick notes here. One of the issues today now all of a sudden is that the owners want to move towards an international draft which I did not realize was one of the sticking points of the conversation until about 48 yeah, hours ago. Because I don't think it was until about 48 hours ago. But it's, and I'm not even going to try and, and pretend I know what's at stake with that. Uh, in fact, in the past couple of hours, it looks like Passon has about a half dozen tweets on it that are kind of too much to try and, and read through here uh, and describe it to you. But he does have a lot of quotes here from David Ortiz in terms of how international players would be impacted, obviously. Ortiz uh, from the Dominican Republic, and he talks about how 
um, something like that could impact not just the players, but even something like like the Dominican economy. So there are multiple different viewpoints in it. Obviously, we know that, that baseball is an international game. Um, some of your favorite players might be American, but they might also be Dominican or, in, in my case, Puerto Rican. Uh, there are Japanese players, Korean players, Canadian players, uh, Mexican players, Venezuelan players. I mean, obviously, it is, it is now a, a worldwide sport, and it's one that it seems like every single year uh, picks up even more momentum in, in Latin America. So I don't know, ultimately, what this all means for the game. I just know that we were not talking about a international draft two days ago. So the fact that you continue to see the goalposts get moved, <laughs> that makes me think that that we're not that, that close to an agreement. It's, it's, like, it's like the owners challenged the players to a one-mile race. And with two laps left to go in that race, they said, you know what? Let's just make it a 3K. (laughs) And then with a lap and a half left to go in that race, they said, you know what? I bet a 5K today would be awesome. And then next thing you know, this is going to be a marathon. And maybe my perception of this is completely off base. It very much could be. I am really sick of talking about baseball not getting along. But that's... That's what this has turned into in my head. That it seems like every day the discussions change in the criteria that is super important today, that is the sticking point of the conversations today, was not even being discussed 48, 72 hours ago. Certainly not a week ago. Certainly not 98 days ago uh, when this first started. All that being said, you know, it's not all doom and gloom today because right now, as of this moment, let me be clear, at 1.40 p.m., on Tuesday, Wednesday, March the 9th, we've not seen any more games canceled. So there's there's still that for right now. I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> that tiny, teeny, tiny, itty bitty sliver of a silver lining. That's what I'm going to... That's that's that. Yeah. That's, I feel like every time we get close to a deal, like it just... It feels like we've gotten to this point two or three times now where it's like, oh, significant progress yeah. has been made, and they're going until like 1 o'clock in the morning, and then you wake up the next day, and it's like, yeah, we actually didn't make any progress. Yeah. I- I'm not going to lie. I was really excited last night. I was like, Jeff, Jeff Passon's up at 1130. Let's go. Yeah, it didn't matter. didn't matter. Uh, again, Cade, let me hold on to that hope in my heart, okay? <laughs> um, we're going to take that hope into the break and come back and, and close out today's show as strong as we can. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Buy three, get one free. Now at Plaza Tire Service. During the tax refund sale at Plaza Tire Service, buy three, get one free on in-stock Falcon Sincera SD80, Sincera SN250, and ZXZE950 tires. That's a great set of Falcon tires at an unbeatable value. Plus, we offer convenient financing like the Plaza Tire Service credit card and our no-credit-needed options. See Plaza Tire Service today for this limited-time offer to buy three, get one free on eligible Falcon Tires. Remember, your best deal on tires is always at Plaza Tire Service. Yeah. 
Dealerships is proud to sponsor the 2022 Sun Senior Classic coming Saturday, March the 19th at First National Bank Arena. Come and see the stars of local basketball here in Northeast Arkansas with the girls tipping off at 5 p.m. and the boys at 7 p.m. All admission proceeds go to a scholarship fund at First National Bank to be distributed to the participants. Brought to you by the Central Family of Dealerships. Also sponsored by First National Bank, Jonesboro Promotions Board, Vineyard Development, Poppy's Beach Grill and Event Center, Fat City Apparel Incorporated, Empower, Visionary Eye Care, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. It's been extended. The Jacuzzi Factory Truckload Event at Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro was such a huge success that the sale has been extended through this Saturday. These are savings you won't want to miss at Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro in the Highlands at the corner of Highland and Red Wolf in Jonesboro. Get the season's best discounts on Jacuzzi Hot Tubs with the lowest prices yet. Hurry in because the factory truckload sale ends this Saturday. Be the best version of yourself and save at Jacuzzi Hot Tubs of Jonesboro in the Highland Shopping Center. You know, it's hard to think about your yard being green right now, but this is the time to let Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed go to work for you. Call Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed today at 870-219-3446 and let them go to work to ensure that you'll have the greenest yard in your neighborhood come springtime. Better yet, bundle Mojo's Weed and Feed with their lawn care service and save 15%. What are you waiting for? The time is now. If you want the greenest yard in the neighborhood in the spring, let Mojo go to work for you today to lay the foundation for a beautiful lawn. Call Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed today, 870-219-3446. That's 870-219-3446. Ensure a super green yard in the spring by letting Mojo Lawn Care Weed and Feed go to work for you today. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. You can save. 50% off your screen printing now at Caps Plus in Paragool. All month long, all screen printing is half off at Caps Plus. That's t-shirts, caps, koozies. If you can screen print it, it's 50% off in March at Caps Plus. Save on promotional items for your business or organization, family reunions, vacations, whatever. And if you don't already have a logo, the graphic designers at Caps Plus can come up with one for you. Don't miss out on 50% off all screen printing at Caps Plus in Paragool. Call them 236-9292 or go online to CapsPlusInc.com. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for hanging out today. Karen, Kate here with you for another segment. At least I'm here with you for another segment, of course. Cade sticking around to host the setup. So last call here on our KavanaughCars.com question. Your biggest question surrounding Arkansas State football ahead of spring camp. 9303776 is the number to call. On the field, I'm I go back to the O-line. That's that's it for me. I really want to see, you know, throughout the course of these next six weeks, what five guys emerge there. Although I do wonder, are those going to be the five guys? You know, and we heard from Butch Jones earlier. He talked about the fact that they would continually be looking to improve this team. If they continue to have scholarships open up, I, I 
would not be surprised to see them use another one on a transfer offensive lineman. I would not at all. I think that is just your your position of focus this spring. How can you make that unit better? Uh, that unit, of course, they brought in one, two, three, four, five freshmen. They're in that group. So five newcomers. True freshmen. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you want to see those guys get a little bit of beefing up before they make it out there on the field against Division One competition. But uh, again, just a, a position of, of emphasis there for the Red Wolves, no doubt about it. Everything else, you know, I'm I'm curious who's going to win the uh, the Red Wolves Olympics. I think they got like a dodgeball championship coming up that I think is kind of neat that they're doing that. Uh, who's going to be able to win that? And uh, you know, part of that, you know, because some of those events that you get points in, for lack of a better way to describe it, you know, you've got community service and things like that. Uh, I'd love to see a scorecard at the end of that to see who is able to come out on top. Uh, but uh, again, just. A question at legitimately every single position group on that field ahead of spring, which again uh, starts on Sunday, March the 13th. Uh, The not (laughs) as fun news today. This headline got my attention this morning, and because I had to see it with my own eyes, I'm going to make sure everybody else at least hears about it too. Axios putting out this morning that, quote, an invasive species of spider the size of a child's hand A child's hand, let me repeat that for emphasis, uh, is expected to colonize the entire East Coast this spring by parachuting down from the sky, researchers announced. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, Cade pointed out uh, during one of our breaks today that it has been two years to the day since Rudy Gobert touched some microphones and then almost immediately uh, was sidelined with COVID. And then, of course, that's when the discussion really kind of cranked up around the country and around the world uh, because that's when it certainly took a a turn in terms of sports focus so since then I guess I guess they phased out the murder hornets I guess they decided that those just weren't terrifying enough so now uh, it's going to be an invasive species of spider the size of a child's hand well all right then I have really small hands so, I'm hold- like not quite child size, but they're small for an adult. So, I'm trying to, I'm kind of figuring, basically, I guess a whole child's hand might be about the size of your palm. So, just hold up your palm right now and think about that horrifying, terrible, nightmarish image. Size of a child's hand. Yeah. Let's talk football news. Pete Thamel reporting actually some Arkansas State news. We mentioned earlier in the show that Kurt Baldus was no longer listed as the special teams coordinator on the Arkansas State website. Uh, Thamel reports that A-State is expected to hire former Kansas special teams coach Jake Schoonover as the school's new special teams coach. Uh, he has been doing the whole special teams thing for a minute. Was previously at Bowling Green in Illinois State. Since this is new news, let's do a quick Google search and see what else we can find. He's still currently listed on the Kansas Athletics website as the special teams coordinator. And became, he has more than 10 years of coaching experience in that role. Joined the Jayhawks in February 2021. So he was there for one year. 
Prior to that, he was at Bowling Green. He's also coached linebackers in his time and coached safeties as well. Uh, Two years ago, it looks like, Bowling Green was second in the MAC in kickoff returns, fourth in punt returns. Also had some good kicker numbers as well. And uh, looked like they had some, some good stuff there. He began his career with Illinois State as the linebackers coach in 2011 before adding the title of special teams coordinator in 2013. So it looks like that is what he's been doing for, he's had some kind of special teams duties for roughly the past nine years. He, I'm not sure where this is at. Where is Missouri Western State? Uh, I actually feel like I know where that's at because it was in last chance you. But I don't, I don't remember exactly like what the, St. Joseph, Missouri. Okay. I was about to say, also, uh, Google tells us they are the Griffins, for those of you that were interested in. Uh, that's where uh, Schoonover played collegiately. He was a linebacker and a team captain. And also played in the Arena League. So, he's a new guy, it looks like. So, we'll just wait now. And, again, that is Thamel reporting. Nothing officially official yet there from Arkansas State. But, uh, usually before a university makes it official, there are more eyes to dot and T's to cross but uh, we'll see if that news comes from Butch Jones soon I'll tell you what else we'll do we'll snoop here on Twitter see if there's any chance this guy has done you know a profile update not yet he's still listed on his Twitter as the special teams coordinator at the University of Kansas Coach Scooney by the way if you're into that whole brevity thing instead of scoon over is what Scooning. his okay. Twitter handle is. So we'll go ahead and we'll follow Coach Scooney and uh, get ready to welcome him to Arkansas State. Special teams and spiders. That's what we're wrapping up today's <laughs> show on. Hey, we do at least have a sports book that launched. Uh, tomorrow is going to be is going to be the day, I yeah. think. I mean, there's it's called Betley, B-E-T-L-Y. I think that's how you pronounce it. That is already launched. So, I mean, I can't get on and make or do anything because the authentication process takes twenty four to forty eight hours. But it, I mean, it's there. It's a thing that's here. Hey, look, it's uh, I'm timing wise, kind of right on here. Is you've got. Conference championships wrapping up this week. Sunday is Selection Sunday. I can't wait. Next week is going to be like an abundance of riches. We've got March Madness and spring football. And we've got college baseball. And I'm going to speak it into existence. Maybe we'll have Major League Baseball news. We're going to have all of that going on next week. That is that is exciting. Sometimes sometimes they get into March. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, A-State basketball season is over. There's not going to be that much news to talk about. And then it's like, but wait. There is. There is so much news to talk about, and uh, that's what we're going to be in store for. Looking ahead, though, first to tomorrow. On Thursday, Keith Merritt will be here with us in in hour number one. Uh, We will, of course, recap whatever happens tonight between Arkansas State and Southern Illinois and start looking ahead uh, to uh, some weekend topics as well, kind of get a head start on that tomorrow. So those are definitely some things we'll get into. Who knows? Who knows? What else will be on the docket? You're just going to have to listen in and find out. Thank you, too, Keith Merritt, for joining us in hour number one. Also, really appreciate 
Butch Jones joining us this week for our A-State Spotlight brought to you by Calmer Solutions. If you missed that interview with the Arkansas State head football coach, you can find it later at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by the drive at 3 o'clock, followed by some A-State baseball tonight. Uh, tomorrow, Budrow and JC are going to be in Hot Springs for some state championship hoops. So no local programming until noon when we return for the Workday Red Zone. So for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for listening today. Cannot wait to talk to you tomorrow. Have a great, great afternoon.